0: And uh, at the Royal Melbourne, they got in touch with us. Dr. Martin Dutch joins us. He's an emergency physician at the Royal Melbourne. Martin, um, how would you respond to Simon's concern about the brain probe? Well, uh, good afternoon, Raf. Um the, the first thing that I would say to Simon is that, first of all, he's not alone in in uh, in the feedback that we've been receiving about people's apprehension about having uh, testing for, for COVID. There's uh, there's good news for Simon, Um Right at the start, when we started doing swabbing, we we used a swab, and and its technical term was a nasopharyngeal swab. It's a swab that literally, unfortunately, needed to be inserted uh, sort of 10-odd centimetres into the nose, a dreadfully long way. Mm. And I I don't think we've done enough to explain to people uh, that things have changed since then. Many people have had that swab, and, and, you know, I, I think... Everyone who, who's, who's undertaken swabbing in the last, really since since January when we started having problems, um, but things have changed. I, I've had that nasopharyngeal swab and it made my eyes water. That's for sure. It was it was it's a bit like wasabi or something, isn't it? You yeah, feel it's it. it yeah, it's extreme. It's it's unpleasant. I'll be honest. But I, I think the news that we need to to share with Melburnians is that there's a, a newer swab, and really it, it's 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 not. Not much worse than picking your nose. I know this is probably not drive time television. No, uh, no, it's great. It's radio, like picking nose. radio. That's awesome radio, radio discussion. Yeah. But the the, the the actual probe only needs to go in uh, about two centimeters, so oh, not very yeah, far. Right. So so substantially shorter uh, than than the previous version that we we're, we're how, using. Why is that the case, man? What have they have they just well, decided you don't need to go in as far, or why why the change? Well. I think what's happened is we've discovered more about the virus with time. Everyone's learning, and what we've found is that the virus can be adequately collected in the front part of the nose, as opposed to deep, deep inside, uh, at the where the nose meets the back of the throat. Yes. So, I think we're, we, and obviously when we when we worked out that that's a reliable collection method, uh, it's in everyone's interest to to uh, to have a swab that's uh, less distressing. Um, when, when we've looked, we've, we've actually had a bit of a look at, at patients who present to the hospital and we've found that the patients who have perhaps delayed in coming to one of our screening clinics to get swabbed, they've actually, when we talk to them about, about their, their, their worries and their thinking about COVID, the thing that stands out is that they're worried that they'll find the swab distressing. So we're very, very keen to, to to reinforce the point that the type of swab we're using has changed it only goes in a couple of centimeters um, and I, I can I can sort of maybe too much information for some people but tell us but if, if you could imagine a, a, a side-on view of yourself your nose sort of sticks out the front of your face a bit like a triangle mm-hmm. now the, the probe the, the trick is with the probe generally when when young kids pick their nose they stick their finger, Parallel to the slopy surface of your nose, so that okay, it travels yeah. up and tickles just below your eyes. Yeah. When the when when the probe is inserted, the actual clearest, easiest passage for it to travel is actually horizontally, so parallel to the top part of your throat. Oh. Um, and and if if we if you take your swab like that, then most people don't endure any sort of significant discomfort at all. Oh, that's really interesting. So it doesn't go anywhere near your brain. Good. Um, it only goes in two centimetres. It's a very quick process uh, and it's substantially, if, if you were one of the people who, who didn't enjoy having the swab taken, you know, in March, yes. Yes. you'll be greatly relieved to know that uh, this is much, much better and I, I, and I think that it's important that we share that that around. The, the good news is also that potentially in the future um, there is some research in even less invasive ways of, of testing for COVID. They're not quite ready for prime time yet, but there's it's serious done, work being done happened on What's to there. the saliva test that Doherty were developing? Have they rolled that out yet? Do you know? So, first of all, I just need to disclose, I'm not part of that program. No, no, I understand. So, 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 so I, I, can't, I can direct you to, to some of our excellent scientists yeah. and clinicians who are running it, but my understanding is that that's just in the final stages of of sort of verification that it's producing the type of accuracy of results that we want. Right. Our test that we use at the moment is extremely good at working out whether people yes, have COVID or don't it's have COVID. And, and, and so any test that doesn't quite meet those levels of test performance, we need to think long and hard about the pros and cons of yes. introducing it. Thanks so much, Martin. Appreciate you getting in touch. Thanks, Raph. Dr. Martin Dutch, an emergency physician at the Royal Melbourne Hospital Um It's different, it's new, it's improved. Really, it is.